1: Well, hello, Ralph feeders. I'm Dee, Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. They don't let friends feed kibble. Do they, Neely Piazza?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Hey, I have a question. How do you how do you heal me? Heal me from this detox?
0: <laughs> what do you need? De- are you detoxing Christmas?
1: Not probably Christmas and New Year's, you know. I'm telling you, so I had this sore throat, and then um now, now I've got this, you know, uh, itchy throat and and cough and all that kind of stuff. But I will say this that there's a cat in our house right now, and this cat is not raw fed, and I think that that's, oh, that's irritating, it. yeah, it's irritating
0: that's me hundred percent it, yeah,
1: I'm telling you guys that people don't believe us, Neely, but but what what do you think it is that changes? With people being allergic or not, or having these reactions and irritations like I've got going on right now, um, between raw fat and kibble fat dogs. Why is that a thing?
0: It's toxins. It's But my educated guess would be that it's the types of toxins that the animal itself is dealing with and um, releasing, right? Right. So um, if they're raw fed, they obviously have fewer toxins than they would if they were kibble fed. I mean, that's just a given to anybody that hopefully anybody that is listening to us at this point. Um, so that would be my guess. And I'm, you know, I've always been really allergic to cats. Um, but I've, I've, you know, looked back on, what I can remember of my childhood and piece things together. And, you know, my allergy history, I, I almost died when I was a kid because I, I had so many issues going on. And, um, thankfully my mom was smart enough to, I mean, we did the doctor thing, but you know, 50 years ago was not the same as it is now, but I, looking back at what I can remember and what I went through and all, I had classic textbook vaccine damage and I only had, you know, I only had a couple.
1: How many vaccines? uh, Somebody asked me this other day, what's the vaccine schedule right now for humans? Do you know?
0: I think that it's, I don't know that what, how many actual different vaccines there are, but I think it's 17 doses of like, I don't know. 10 or 15 different vaccines by the time they're 18 and it's like 50 or 60 doses before they're three. So, you know, the majority of those come as, um, the same, same as with dogs. Think about the puppy schedule. You know, it's like you go back, um, every two or three weeks and you get, um, boosters, which should be, um, like a, total dirty word to everybody here Um, well vaccine in general should be a dirty word you know depending on what vet you go to and what they believe the schedule should be they get uh, it's usually three to to four uh, incidences you know and they give anywhere from three to seven different shots each time and then in the end they they get their rabies shot. Um so you know think about that with it's the same with kids basically they get the vast majority of them in the very beginning and then as they get older you know they just get boosters of whatever and then they start that Gardasil nonsense that uh, you know as as young teenagers and all that. So um the majority of them were when they're young, and then they spread it out, but I think it's seventy two doses of i don't and I can't remember how many different uh different vaccines there actually are by but by the time they're eighteen so it's it's ridiculous and it, you know i, I uh dr. Seneff, who is famous for for her glyphosate studies um has looked into this too and although i don't um agree with her on something she's definitely a, a formidable researcher um it, you know autism is going to be one in two children by 2030 um it's already like one in one in 30 and like less than that for boys it's more common in boys um and, you know, it used to be like one in 10,000 within my lifetime. It was one in 10,000 and now it's one in 30 something. So, you know, if this continues um along with everything else, it, you know, people are either going to be dead, dying or re-
1: I always keep track of all the young athletes that are dying and i think there were three this last week uh the one well and then the
0: guy on the the foot the the football guy you know I yeah i i would be willing to bet um i mean cpr for nine minutes on the field i have no inside knowledge i don't know i haven't been following it very closely but just the uh basic things that i i do know um you know, I, my personal opinion, my personal opinion is that he died on the field and they're just not telling anybody. And yeah. they've got him on a, they've got him on a vent now, 24 years old. You can't tell me that that was, um, that was something random with the NFL policy of the vaccine policy they had. And then, you know, look at all the soccer players in the UK. I mean, the, this is just the first, big time uh public time that it's happened here in you know on national television, but it's been happening in the u k for over a year, and it, you know in the tennis world it's been happening uh with tennis players too, but it's just kind of been on the hush hush so i mean yeah
1: it's it's so crazy you gotta wonder how i can your heart rate go before it detonates? I mean, that's sort of like what it feels like to me. It's so crazy. And if and if I was an athlete that had taken that, I don't think I would be probably performing at my peak because I'd always be looking over my shoulder and wondering when I was going to have an if issue. If they
0: took it, they took it willingly so they are not they're not it's not even on their radar most of them it's not even on their radar to be worried about it it may be it it may be now but it wasn't in the beginning so you know most people just don't even think twice about this kind of stuff and the news tells them oh it doesn't have anything to do with that they're like oh okay it doesn't have anything to do with that so
1: you know it's like except they're not listening to the news that tells them they should be worried about it. You know, they're listening to the, the propaganda side. And that's exactly. that should that should be totally frightening for, for well, everyone.
0: And on that note, the whole let's uh let's talk about the FDA for a minute. So um I saw this come out finally, but Dr. Morgan did a really good rant on facebook and instagram yesterday y'all should go check it out dr judy morgan's naturally healthy pets um on the fda finally finally at the end of december it was like right before christmas put out a very quiet little sentence that um they're dropping the investigation on the uh, grain-free beg diets and <laughs> in uh combination with DCM, which, you know, we've been yelling and screaming this from the rooftops from the day it came out. Right. I mean, right. I said the, the day you sent me that article and, and you told me this is going to be a big deal. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Nobody's going to believe this nonsense. Well, I was wrong about that, but I was right about it being nonsense. And we never changed our stance on that. And it, fi- you know, they finally came out and said, yeah, there's no, you know, we, we can't, they couldn't even force, uh, um, even with all the ridiculous bias studies that they tried to do, they couldn't even force a connection. So
1: that should tell you something. Um, and what we're talking about here is that grains, that dogs need grains in their diet.
0: Right, right. And the grain-free diets cause DCM, which, you know, anybody with two brain cells to rub together should should be able to figure that one out but um you know there was a, a a whole lot of um i mean none of the it go go listen to dr judy's rant because she and gwen covered um every everything that i've been saying for the last four years about the problems with it and um you know there was uh market share issues and if you she she pointed out which I thought of this too, but not in the same detail that she did. They did, but um, you know, I remember uh, Champion Foods, uh, Origin, and Akina was bought out by Mars. Well, those were the um, their their market share dropped thirty percent when this whole debacle started, and uh, um. Now Mars has bought them out and they were one of the um, more popular, higher rated, quote unquote, again, this is an oxymoron, but still better quality ingredient um, grain free kibbles. Well, now who's bought them out now that they've gone out of business, basically, because everybody's been pushing the you have to have grains, which is total i just don't understand how anybody falls for that i just i just it just boggles my mind that not only normal people that don't necessarily have a have you know much information about it but the vets and the cardiologist i mean it's it was just asinine the way that that went and i still think that lisa freeman should be have her license stripped and and spend the rest of her life in jail Um people lost their jobs dogs tons of dogs died the you know the some of the progress we made with some people about looking at the um um not inadequate what's the word I'm looking at? inappropriate uh foods and all that kind of stuff it the people that were looking into it just anyway it was total total corruption Run by the F F uh FDA. And oh, then, shocker. Yeah, shocker there. So there's that. Again, I, I Again, let's couple-
1: let's don't change the diet. Let's just give my
0: well listen to this. This is this is again on the FDA. This is this is how you should not trust the FDA. Um, I had to go back and look at the specifics, but you know, pancreatitis is a big deal because people feed kibble and cooked fat, things like that. Um So there's this new drug that they introduced for dogs that they did one study they had. And it was very low um, subject count. There was 17 dogs in the test group and 19 dogs in the control group. So they gave um, out of 17 dogs in the test group, four of them died and the control group, one dog died.
1: And that's, Antiquil.
0: that's with numbers. Yeah, there you go. There's with numbers of 17 in the test group and uh, 19 in the control group. And they still, and, and there was no improvement, no improvement in the, t- in the dogs that were given the drugs, no improvement and four died. Um, But the FDA went ahead and, uh, licensed or passed or whatever the correct term is i know it makes a difference as to what stage they're in but made it available for use because it had been in use in japan and remember they eat dogs in asia people um it had been available in japan and they with that one study where four dogs died and no none of them got better um that it was safe and effective and could be useful in the treatment of pancreatitis. That's your FDA at work. So
1: here's some of your, your side effects, facial and tongue swelling collapse seizure. Um, Let's see what else. And those happen within 24 hours of giving this ultra safe drugs to our fabulous, wonderful uh, furry companions.
0: Yeah. So this is, this is the, what the FDA is trying to do. It's trying to kill people. It's trying to kill pets. It's trying to kill everybody. It's completely, completely captured, bought and paid for. Uh, they'll say anything that Mars tells them to say. Oh, and now that Mars has bought champion foods, now they're putting out the um, statement that, oh yeah, grain free is fine. And so now Mars is going to start pushing uh, origin and a Again, as grain free, so just look at all the implications of this, all the all the corruption and ridiculousness. This whole follow the science and trust the science. Pardon my French. It's total bullshit. Science at this point is completely nonsensical. Completely nonsensical, and it's been going that way for a long time. And you know, I've been saying that too. for a while because I, I worked in a lab for God, how long did I work in a research lab? Twenty years? I mean, it, it's it, it's ridiculous. It doesn't tell you anything. You can make statistics tell you anything. Um it's all about what grant you might get. You you swerve the study so that it will come out um pointing the way that whoever's funding it wants it to go. I mean you write the grant that way you design the studies that way, um, you run the statistics that way, so you know it's it's total total corruption there's there's you know there's there's hardly any truth in science
1: so the next the next big thing that's going to be skewed and pushed out there are these vegetarian vegan diets for cats. I saw this in the pet food industry news and they they're coming out obviously because they don't want to use real protein, right? They're not going to use real protein. Um, They're trying to make
0: everybody eat bugs.
1: Right. But they're coming out with this uh, vegetarian and vegan diet for cats. And they're running this narrative that they said 65% of people In this survey that they did. And again, this is Dr. Sarah Dodd of the University of Gulip, whatever, whatever, G U E L P H. Anyway, so we'll see uh, if she's being paid as well, like uh, the other girl at Tufts. But they said of those 65% who feed their cats meat based diets, there's about 18% that are feeding. Plant-based cat food and the cat owners are reporting their own observations that there are not any adverse health outcomes for cats uh eating a um a, a plant-based diet that the longevity uh is you know the same. However, they do put in here um in quote for an undetermined period of time. Well, this you survey know was done.
0: for like a month. They did it for like a month. I mean that's always the way that goes. It's uh, that. Yeah. See, I mean, there is no way. I, I mean, you might have an odd dog here or there that would be okay on a, some version of that, but cats, no way, no way.
1: Well, they're coming at this again from sustainability as a major motivational factor, you know, um, that it's all about the planet and the ecosystem and the culture. So we've got to incorporate the plant-based foods into these carnivore diets as if we weren't already killing them.
0: And again, it's ridiculous. The earth is going to survive pretty much no matter what we do to it. She's She's got this handled. And aside from that, like I said once before, what good is the planet if all of its creatures are dead?
1: Or sick, or maimed.
0: Yeah, I mean, how is that good for the planet? It's not. And and plus, you know, all this stuff they're telling us about what's going to save the planet is all a lie, anyway. Um, you know, the what what they're doing is all it's all they're trying to kill the planet. Um, you know, all the all the chemtrails and the weather modification and the um, monoculture. Uh, agriculture and the kfos with uh, you know the kfos with the animals and all that that's what's killing the planet not uh not real real farming and uh all that that i mean yeah that's ridiculous and I, d- yeah don't I, I i get so wound up i can't get words to come out of my mouth it makes me twitchy
1: <laughs> twitchy Okay, uh, here's a question coming in from um, a customer or a possible customer. Our pit bull rescue has been struggling with skin issues since before we adopted him. The food we first had him on started doing well and and some of his fur was coming back, and his skin was healing Now, I don't know what this was. Unfortunately, that was discontinued, whatever food that was. We've struggled since to try to provide nutritious food while managing what we were told were his allergies after two allergy tests and being told he's pretty much allergic to everything, we're running out of options. And are tired of wasting money. His ear skin gets crusty; it's scabbed. He's itchy and licks, and has very thin, br- brittle fur. His stomach, armpits, and inside of his legs often look like he has psoriasis. Trying to figure out which protein to start. All right, so we we said, look, what what do you give us some information? Are you doing processed kibble? Are you doing cooked? Are you doing commercial raw? Uh, sounds like he's got leaky gut but we can help. Um, And so their answer was this. We've tried a few different raw coated dry foods. Also freeze dried. Okay. Those aren't raw. Um, He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be a fan of the frozen patties. And we've tried mixing in regardless of the protein. Uh, We've tried giving him whole frozen fish. He plays with it. Okay. Well, let's thaw those out. Um, Our other dog devours it.
0: I don't like fish anyway. I mean, yeah. there are some dogs that legit don't like fish
1: and, and
0: yeah, like you said, they don't know what to do with it. A dog that's been on kibble and processed food all its life. You give them something real like that. Um, that's the natural inclination is to play with it. Cause they don't know what to do with it, especially if it's frozen. Yeah.
1: Um. So I think that where people get really confused is they think that they've done everything. And unless you guys have a really pulled out, All of the processed foods, all of the freeze dried foods, all of that stuff and worked with them, warming up the raw. Um, Stop cooking for them. Stop giving in to their demands. They're not going to starve themselves. Don't do it for puppies. We're talking about adults. Um, Stop
0: vaccinating them.
1: Yeah, I think you are going to have these problems. Again, the one thing that we we have a hard time getting out of the pet parents is really how many toxins have you put into the dog? And it is a factor, guys. It's totally a factor in their skin
0: 100%, because that's where the body pushes it out first is through the skin. So that's where you're going to have your initial um, your initial hints that that. Um, they have they have toxins is because, is with skin issues. I mean that's all that is is the body trying to get rid of all that stuff. This whole allergy nonsense is um, not al- true. Allergies are so incredibly incredibly rare. Um, and a dog that came from a res- rescue, there's no telling what his previous history was before he got there. Um, there's no telling what they did to him after he got there um you know it, the 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 tox rescues are like absolutely the world's worst at toxifying the animal i mean it's it's criminal
1: what they do to him it's just criminal what they do to him Right. And um, they, what, what 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 is their um you know how they they uh, make everything sound really good. What's their line in the what what is their line for why they them so much these rescues?
0: Well, people think vaccines are good. It's just like breeders that when they're selling their puppies they're like up to date on shots and worming and I'm like, "Oh god, let me find somebody else." Um <coughs> You know they they think it's a good thing they're they're not well and part of it um having been part of the boarding world too um there are some uh legalities that you have to follow if you're uh actually a uh a rescue and I imagine if you're a nonprofit, um there's probably even more. You know, so I, I don't I don't know what the actual legal ramifications are, but <clears throat> I know a lot of people that do foster that just pull their hair out because of all the things that they have to do. Um, well, um, Brian, Brian's like that. I mean, he fosters and, it, you know, the stuff that the the rescues make him do is you know, definitely not what he would normally do. Um, and then Carrie Hyde from the, um, she, she fosters kittens and, you know, they, they make her bring them in for their kitty shots and for their wormers and they get spayed and neutered at like, what is it? Two pounds or two months. Um, and, you know, She's like, I, I don't know if I can keep doing this.
1: So it's, yeah, it'd be tough. It'd yeah, be really tough. I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't do, do it. it. No. And some people say, well, you'd be rescuing them. Yeah. But then I'm like poisoning them every day. I can't, how, that doesn't The on- And the
0: only way that stuff stops, this is, this is a hard line to take. And it sounds, um, It sounds like I'm heartless, but the only the only way that kind of stuff stops is if you put those places out of business.
1: Yeah, we had some pushback when you said that the last time, you know, when we said when we talked about the rescues, people were not happy. We had some people that came in and said, you know, rescues are great.
0: It's not a popular opinion. And I, I get it. I understand why. But, you know, things don't change unless you insist they change.
1: That message is ringing a little bit truer, truer, with people these days, that things don't change. As a matter of fact, the bad people push harder, and they double down, triple down, quadruple down. The FDA does it all the time. I don't know that we're ever going to be able to break that institution up. I hope that we can, because, um, there's just a lot of wrong that's going on. You know, when you look at the death, the destruction, the cancer. Um, not, not just from what we've seen in the last two years, but from Shantix or any of the products that they put out on the market when, um, Yeah. I have a friend that,
0: that died from Shantix.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. When, when you have things that come off label, right. Or the patents going out so they (laughs) reconfigure it so they can get it back into the patent, uh, status um, they become more addictive sometimes, or they become more um detrimental to your health. They don't care and And I don't understand i I guess Neely, what we don't understand as a species is that this system was never set up for health. We think it, it was. was we think no, it I was wasn't. and and that's where the confusion comes in because we're like, well. They care about us, they're the FDA, they're the this, they're the that, and they want us to be healthy. And so it's so mind-boggling when we find out, no, 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 this was set up based on a profit margin.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's how that's how dog food became a... I mean, anybody that thinks that a dog is better on dog food, look at the history. a Kibble's only been a thing for a little over a hundred years, and dogs have been around for how long? What did they eat before that? If you look at the timeline of as kibble and commercial processed food became more mainstream more and more mainstream to where until we were brainwashed that it was the only thing that you could feed a dog, start from there and look at the dramatic increase in chronic disease in dogs i mean it, it's a it's basically perfect the lines follow each other perfectly you know the the more mainstream um commercial processed food became and uh the the more chronic disease we see the the uh lower the lifespan um you know cats should should normally live twenty five thirty years. Dogs should normally, without a problem, live fifteen to twenty. I mean, that that's the that should be the basic expected lifespan for both of those. And you know, we're like shocked if a dog lives to twelve. Shocked. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it, in cats. If a cat hits fifteen, it, it's a miracle. You know, well, why is that? I I mean, just look at things like well, in and parvo people are freaked out about parvo well that wasn't even a thing i think i've said this before until i think it was 1978 somewhere between 78 and 80 i can't remember the exact the exact date but it was created by a run-em-up cat vaccine it's not it wasn't Shut even up. a thing before that so i mean that's something that that uh the veterinary industry created was parvo
1: it's so, um, it's so sickening. And, and the, and the, the thing that you can do to keep your animals safe is really keep them out of those facilities as, as yes. much as you can. Right.
0: Yes. I haven't been to a doctor in 30 years.
1: I mean, I I don't want to dissuade anybody that's ha- having issues, but <laughs> the more I listen to again, Dr. Thomas Cowan, the more I'm like, whoa, but if you go in and they find something, are they really going to, Uh, be able to um well number one are they actually finding what they say they're finding and number two then how do you treat that false thing that maybe isn't really isn't
0: really a thing i know it's yeah yeah i mean how many times have you heard me say nothing good ever comes from going to the vet so
1: well certainly you know don't tell them you're a a raw feeder because they're going to stop right there
0: that that narrative,
1: guys, is not going away. They're they're gonna double down on that. They're gonna come in with their vegan stuff, uh, the pushing the foods that you were just talking about at the top of the podcast. This <laughs> is not gonna stop. So you you it the onus is on you. You you have to follow nature. You know, what yep. what do wolves eat? What do coyotes eat? What do mountain lions eat? Yep. 100%. Right. And the other thing too that I do here, and I get it, but I have to tell you that I see all income levels feeding um, a species appropriate diet. I believe that people have a concept of what how much money should be spent on a dog's food. Right? They have a concept that a dog should not eat more than a dollar a day. And I well, um, I've
0: done raw on that. (laughs) You have. I have yep. of course it was it was a long time ago and you probably couldn't nowadays with the no. with the increase in prices but you know there was a time when I could do that um it's not and and that's a narrative that's been put out there by big dog food oh it, you know and and you know um th- this is some this is this will sound totally off the mark, but it's really relative. So my dad, uh, uh, owned a Western wear shoe repair and, um, tax shop when I was growing up. Right. So his bread and butter was shoe repair and we sold, um, um, well, we had a, a really quality, uh, repair shop. And then, um, we sold Western wear and, uh, handmade good quality boots and work boots and things like that. And, you know, we had exotic skins and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, the exotic skins obviously cost, well, not obviously, but they do cost more than, you know, your, your straight up calf leather or, or whatever. Right. So um, my dad used to say, you know, somebody, a, a guy would come in and he would spend, and this is, you know, this is 40 years ago. So keep that in mind when I say dollar amounts, guys would come in and spend without blinking an eye four or $500 on a pair of snake skin or, you know, elephant or a lot of, a lot of things we could sell alligator that you can't, you can't sell anymore. It's illegal, but you know, exotic skin boots for dress boots that they'd wear maybe two or three times a month. And they would raise hell over a pair of good quality, comfortable work boots that were $79. It's like that guy is working his ass off eight to 10 hours a day in those boots. And he's chinching on that pair versus the dress pair. Okay, how does that make sense? It's the same thing, what we're just talking about with food. Why? Would you make food the most budget, the biggest, you know, place where you cut your budget? You are what you eat. Food is your medicine. Your your budget should be based around food. You should spend your money there that's where you should concentrate cuz everything else if you don't have if you don't have a healthy body which comes from eating healthy food you don't need any of the other stuff you're spending your money on and you're going to end up spending it in the hospital at the doctor on medicine whatever so you know look at look at the 30,000 foot view at what's really happening you start cutting corners on food and you're you're setting yourself up for a huge fall. So what you do is you spend your money on food and stay away from the toxic chemicals and the pharmaceuticals and all that other stuff. And in the long run, you end up spending a whole lot less even with the expanded lifespan that you end up with. So, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a irrelevant argument if you're really interested in doing something appropriate
1: yeah and i you know again i i see so many of our customers that are um totally committed to their pet's health and so they change the type of car <laughs> they drive they change what they're w- <clears throat> watching on tv um they change how many times they go out to eat i mean they they make some changes
0: That translates to personal health too. I mean, if you're if you're committed to your pet's health, that that generally means you're pretty committed to your own and your family's health too. So it's not just like a uh, outlier there. So it kind of all runs together.
1: Yeah, and the and the thing about it is is that you're right. One one trip to the vet, one trip to three hundred bucks. How much? I mean, three hundred bucks.
0: Easy. It's way more
1: than that. Way more than that. Come on, you haven't been to the vet in a while. Well, that's it, true. It's experience. It's it, it's expensive because right now I see that they do a lot of tests that prove well, nothing.
0: Even 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 at that three hundred dollar mark, I feed four dogs for three hundred dollars a a month. So you know, there's a month's worth of food right there, and if it's more than that, then and you don't have that many dogs, then, you know, you could be looking at two to three to four months worth of food right there. So, I mean, come on.
1: Right. Yeah, it's, it's, um, and and it's a living being, right? It's a right. living being versus a car versus a house versus. Right. Um, these are animals that are supposed to be important. Part of your you know, life. Right?
0: and Part of your and, life. You know,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think, Neely, what's going to come down the pike, if I'm watching everything, is what's going to happen is these pet food industries, uh, because I already see it in the pet food industry news that I read, they're going to make stuff cheaper, just like they always do, and make it sound like it's as good As And they're going to make it look like it's raw and they're going to make it look like it's this great, healthy, plant-based food and make it cheaper because that's what people want. Because the industry listens to what people want and their fears and their biases.
0: They they guide that quote-unquote want. I mean, yeah, you're true. When when, yeah. when you're lying to people and putting out all that propaganda and all that other kind of stuff, people are not really that's not true capitalism where where people are dictating the market. That's not it. They're being they're being led through led by the nose through the wrong door, basically, is what's happening. So, I mean, that's total, um, totally immoral. And, I, you know, that's that's not it's not um yeah immoral that's the only word that i can think of
1: it is it is and we and we we understand it sometimes it's just a mind shift guys we get it we get it um but it it is a mind shift now there are a lot of people that push i'm just going to give a little bit of raw i'm going to continue to do my kibble i'm not sure that that you know you've heard neely and i talk about that um, and some people yeah. like that because they're like, well, we'll sell a little bit of it, even if we don't sell it at all. But I don't think that you're going to reach the health goals that you're after if you're going to do that. That's yeah, just what we've I, seen. Um, but-
0: pick a lane, people, pick a lane. Yeah, I, You know, why? Why? I, I don't know why people are okay with half-assing anything. You know, either do it or don't. You know, yeah. I, there's not, you know, I don't care what Dr. Barker says. Um, it, It's it, it, do it or don't. You know, just pick a lane and commit or don't. And it, this whole mixing stuff and making that okay and making no, no, it's not okay. You're still, even if you're adding fresh fruit or whatever and making yourself feel better that way, you are still giving your dog the majority of its food is straight-up toxic waste. Straight-up, no lie, toxic waste. That's exactly what dog food is. So, you know, don't pat yourself on the back because you threw a spoonful of blueberries on top of his kibble. You still gave him a bowlful of poison.
1: Spoken truth right there. When, yep. when push comes to shove and your dog's not feeling well... Um, yep we're going we're gonna to tell you this, 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 and this are probably the culprits. Are probably the culprits. And again, the, the other thing too is that you have no idea what long-term um, ramifications are coming down the pike. Right? Yeah. With that, they may look like they're doing okay now. Well, my dog's doing fine. Um, it all depends on how, how um, many toxins you as a person or your pets can take in before uh the time bomb goes off Boom. yep
0: and i've seen that happen i mean there's there may be something that you know I, I i've seen several dogs that have had um um some sort of an organ tumor you know on their spleen or on their liver or something like that and that thing bursts and they mm. drop dead
1: i i With have no to... warning
0: they just drop dead and all that stuff is from from toxic kibble, toxic commercial food and vaccines and pharmaceuticals, flea and tick stuff, all that, all that stuff. That's what that's what that's from. Well, and what I'm afraid what I, and I think I've said this before a while back is, you know, generations, um, every generation, these things get worse, you know, with every species. Right. And. It's not going to be long before you're not going to be able to find an even remotely healthy dog. You know, you're not going to be able to find a dog that has hardly any chance of living more than seven or eight years because we've done so much damage and continue to do so much damage with all this toxic crap that we're putting into them and the only way back from that i mean nature is incredibly resilient the only way back from that is to stop doing that and let nature rebuild itself that's the only way to do that and if you right. don't stop if you don't stop it's you know i may have to die without a dog you know there may not be there may not be one around by the by then and you know
1: yeah, it's uh it it's tough. And uh we're going to we're going to hold the line here on being pure of um not putting toxins in the dogs. And and again, guys, it's uh we a lot of people uh want to know what kind of uh kibble or freeze-dried or other types of food that I I would give my dogs. Um I don't. So I can't no. really I can't I, I, uh, I can't wouldn't. really advise you on that.
0: No. I know. I can't in good conscience say anything good about any of them.
1: That's it. Keep it pure. Keep it pure. And, and the other thing too, I know a lot of folks have dogs that are really, really um, messed up guts in their dogs. And like this one dog that I was telling you about, um, the person that is the best at figuring this out is going to be Neely. She she's She's amazing. And I would spend the time getting in touch with her, um, so many people come back and say, oh, my gosh, Neely, you know, help me out so much. The truth will set you free. <laughs> the yeah, truth, yeah. right, it will set your dog free, and it will put you on a path that you'll be able to see um, what is good and what's not. It, you will no longer be confused. A lot of people are extremely confused, a lot of information out there. She'll help you. Um, you can find Neely on my experts page. She's the very first one that comes up. Just click that contact and uh, fill that out. She'll get back with you and, and you'll be off and running. And um, I still, I mean, I lean on Neely all the time.
0: Takes Sometimes it takes a while to get to the root of it. And, you know, it um, improvement doesn't always happen overnight or right away. Sometimes it's a... Depending on wh- on what's going on with that particular dog, it, it sometimes it takes a really long time to to break through. And you know, they're all they're all individuals. They all respond differently to you know. You can have two dogs that have had exactly the same you know environment and treatment throughout, and one of them is looks fine, and one of them looks like it's on death's door. It's just you know, each dog is a little bit different, so but um getting away from the toxins getting on an appropriate diet and uh using holistic health methods rather than allopathic methods is 100% no doubt no question the only way that your dog will ever make any any long-term improvements period in the story um the only the only difference to that is some sort of a trauma, you know, if they get hit by a car or you know something like that, where you you don't have a choice but to but to use um, allopathic medicine. But you know, there's a lot of. I mean, in my car wreck, I never went to the doctor. I didn't go to the hospital. I didn't go to the emergency room. I did everything with homeopathy, chiropractic, and massage, and everybody that saw that card that witnessed the accident said you should be dead.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, again, as we began to shift our mind and say, you can't heal the body with toxins. You and can't. The next question, right. And then the next question is, well, what are toxins? Well, most pharmaceuticals, if not all,
0: all pharmaceuticals. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, there are other methods um, that can be used. And I think that that's what Neely brings to the table is that she will help you understand what those other methods are because they're not widely known, right? There's a bigger narrative that's constantly pushed. And right. so, um if we've learned anything, guys, in the last two years, it's that the narratives are strong and they're And, not, untrue. <laughs> and the majority of the time, they're not true. So um, we have to be open, at least open, open to hearing the other side. In this business, multitudes, multitudes, multitudes of dogs who were sick, very sick, skin problems, digestive problems, um, joint issues, uh, kidney, liver, spleen, and they come over and clean their body out. They get on a species appropriate diet. They get on the right supplementation that's clean. Uh, They do homeopathy and they bounce back. We've seen it time and time and time again. We've also seen the adverse where maybe somebody was on a raw diet. Then they said, well, it's too expensive. I'm going back to kibble. I'm going back to the traditional way. And you check back with them. That animal may not be around anymore or may not be doing well. And we see it time and time and time again. So it's not as if we're just spouting out a theory. It's something that we test, that we look at, that we see um, every single day, every single day. So get your dogs on a species-appropriate diet. Get over and get signed up with Neely Piazza. She will help you. She will help you break through the confusion. Go to rawdogfoodandco.com where your pet's health is our business. And what, Neely? Friends don't let friends feed kibble. Never. All right, everybody. Never. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.